0: Yes, yes, yes. Sometimes all I want to do is be encouraged by the one word, yes. Yes, it will happen. Yes, Yes. it shall come to pass. Yes, I shall be healed. Yes, I shall be delivered. Yes, the sun gon' shine again. Yes, I shall be the head. Yes, 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 I shall be above. Yes, yes. Yes, my light shall shine. Yes, yes. my God still loves me. Yes, God still cares. Yes, Yes, God is in the healing business. Yes, God shall supply. Yes, Yes, God shall supply. Yes, God shall supply. Yes, God shall supply. Somebody help me say all my needs, all my needs. I don't know about you, but I thank God for being here this morning. Not only for being here, but for being fulfilled in the liberty of Christ Jesus that has set me free. Let's go ahead and read our text. If you'll stand with me, amen, just for the reading of the text, then you can have your seat. I don't have long. I got a special guest that I can't wait for you to hear. Amen. Somebody ought to say amen. amen. I have a special guest that's going to come in here and rock your spiritual world. Amen. She's going to make you put your money where your mouth is. Yeah. Oh, yeah, I love them like that. I, I don't like nothing that's soft. I'm talking about nothing that's gonna help me with my lie. Let, let me say it like that. Help me with my fabrication. I, I, can't stand things. Ty. Of people that help me fabricate my truth. I, I love people that comes in and tell the truth, especially if it's something gonna help me. Because most time, things that are gonna help you are uncomfortable. I can't get nobody. I can't get no witnesses. The I'm things okay. that are gonna really help you are uncomfortable. Yeah. Uh, but tell somebody that spiritual they're necessary. Uh, they're necessary. Oh, th- those things are necessary. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2, if you will. Turn that heat off for me. I don't know if it's the Holy Ghost on me or what. Amen. Genesis chapter 12, verse 2. If you have it, say amen. Amen. Now, now listen, kingly, what Moses is saying, as we cont- we start to conclude, this thing on building generational wealth. Watch Moses how he specifically says in verse two, "I will make you." Somebody say you. Yeah, yeah, you. There's some good in you. I don't care what your past say. There, there's some good in you. I will make you into a what? I, I need some real believers. I y'all. Some of y'all. Let, let me try this again. I will make you into a great what? A great nation and who? will bless you. I. Who is I? God. God is telling you that I will make you into a great nation and I will bless you. Now look at what he says right here in the next clause. And I will make you what great? Yeah. Don't believe what people call you. Oh, Be encouraged by what God has called Jesus. That's your problem. You allow what people call you to write your story. Uh, he said, I will make your name great, and you might be blessed. No, you, you could be a blessing. No, nah, maybe be a blessing. No, he, he says, I will make your name great. Somebody surprised with that right there. Yeah, somebody surprised with that because somebody never thought all the hell they went through before they got to church that they, they would ever have a chance of being great. Somebody in here been poor, not poor, poor, and you don't see yourself living in riches and royalty. But the Bible says, "I will make your name great, and you will be a what? Blessing." So the question arises: How can I be a blessing? when I don't have nothing to give? How can I bless my children when my parents never blessed me? We're getting ready to learn that. I want to talk today, though we're standing on building generational wealth with the subtopic today of Leave more than a memory. L- leave more than a memory. So somebody tell a neighbor, leave more than a memory.
1: Yeah, all
0: you leaving is a memory and what you used to do. How many know what I'm talking about? You hear people all they talk about is what they used to do. Come on. And they never talk about what they're doing and preparing to do. The Bible tells us to prepare for war in time of peace. As long as I prepare for war in time of peace, I'm always ready. It comes right back and says, be ye always ready in season and out of season. Tell somebody, I'm leaving more than a memory because I am blessed. Father, we thank you this morning. From whom all blessings flow Let your spirit fall fresh In this place today, God We are more than conquerors Oh, thank you for pulling down Every stronghold That has tried to hold us back From every great thing that you have for us Oh, God, we thank you That all things are passed away And behold, all things have become new through, William, to these, your people. Anoint their ears and their eyes, their mouths, their hearts so they might be willing to receive or to make this place, this world a better place. I thank you, God, that you sent someone today who's ready to change the game in their bloodline. Lord, I thank you. Somebody said, I'm tired of my bloodline. Listen like it's been living and now that I'm getting ready to learn better I'm getting ready to do better thank you Father in your son Jesus name we thank you for being lovable and unmovable thank you for always being infallible oh God in your son Jesus name we pray bless Miss Maria as she gets ready to come up and give us what thus The Lord I thank you for another root in the ground in Jesus' name. And it is so. And for those who believe, for those who are ready for change, for those who are ready to change the game, make day night turn into day. Put those hands together. Clap them like you. clapping them all for your children's sake. Open your mouth. Open your mouth one time. Oh, Say yeah. Yeah. the Lord is my shepherd, I shall not want. He maketh me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still water. He restored. He restored. Say, my soul. My soul. Yes. He, he, he restored my soul. That, that's what the text says. Yeah, leave more than a memory leaving more than a memory. We've been dealing with building generational wealth, something that most people don't do. In fact, and I'm quoting some people who say, I live for today, for when I die, tomorrow will take care of itself. Selfish individuals because they have families, yet the only thing they see is self. Uh, What have you done for me lately? You never hear people talk about, don't worry about what I'm doing for you lately. Look at what I'm doing for you in the future. The wise man, the Bible declared, Dorsey built his house upon the rock. Now it took him longer to build that house upon the rock, but when storms came, the one who built this house in the sand that it didn't take him long when the storms came. They blew his little house down as if your financial statements are the same. Yeah, I know what you make. But the question has never been how much money do you make. The question has always arisen what you doing, Jesus, with the money that you make. And most of us don't like to invest in nothing but entertainment, sex, and a good time. Oh, it's going to be that kind of day, Don. It's going to be that kind of day. I'm feeling very indignant as a Christian because it's the truth. We like to spend our money on the things that bring no dividends. We, we, we love to buy the house we can't afford, so we got the house with no furniture, Got the car we could never drive because we didn't realize it had the high octane gas. And you got a Louis Vuitton with nothing in it. Oh, flexing, flexing, flexing Christians. You look the part, but inside you are hollow. Lying to your children, telling your children, I love you. But the things we love, we invest. You love a good time, so you invest in a good time. I love my children, but I don't love my children enough to invest. I love my wife until her waistline started increasing. And, and now I've, okay. I, and I didn't expect a lot because I know y'all got to go home with your wife. But the Bible says the truth shall well, let me use it the other way. I know y'all wives were still interested until he started getting to look gut on him. As long as he was fine, he could tell you what to do. You were obedient. But when he started increasing his waistline, where his waistline became bigger than his age, you didn't want to listen. It's okay to laugh in here. You ain't going to hell for laughing. Because it's the truth. We go and put energy in everything except the things that cost us in the vernacular of now, but help not only us, but those who come behind us. Generational wealth leaving more than a memory. We have so many people, and, 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 and we don't know when our name will be called in the book of life. But we know how it's going to be when it's called because you haven't put nothing in place for the family that's crying over you. And you think they, oh, they love Toby. Mama trying to figure out how Toby was 40 something, didn't have insurance. Mama really crying because mama don't know how she gonna pay for the oh, I wish I didn't have to preach this. How how she how she gonna pay for the funeral. That, that, that's the memory we leave when God calls us home. Nothing. And for those who do have a little pension, they never put the the things in perspective that needed to be in perspective to to dictate where everything went. So when people die and they don't have estate in order and testament in order, their life probably wasn't in order. But the Bible says, in the beginning God created, God structured the world, but we don't structure our life. And the Bible says, in six days he did this. And on the seventh day, he rested. It don't take but one strong day with one great opportunity that we're going to provide today that you can sit down and say, like God did, I'm going to reconstruct my life. So from this day forth, I know how I'm living today and how things are going to be even after God called me home. Because there's nothing stronger than a man who's dead, six feet in the ground, still running his house. And the church said, amen. Amen. I don't care how many suits and Stacey Adams he wear. If he don't have his estate in order, he's just a male. He's just a male. Yeah, I found love on a two-way street too. And a lot of you lost yours on a lonely highway because you married something that didn't have principles in place. That never talk to you about retirement, never talk to you about annuities, never talk to you about saving. I'm preaching this. But I know y'all want a shout message today, but we're going to encourage today. We got to have more application that goes with these preaching messages. So you don't feel good till you get down to Dennis and then get to cussing again because you're frustrated. The message was great, but they never gave me a way to get out. Why do you think God sent Jesus? Jesus became the new covenant. (laughs) He became the new covenant example or the new covenant application for what God was talking about in the old covenant. In other words, God said everything I preached in the old covenant, I will show you in the new covenant through my son. That's why Jesus always said everything I do, I don't do it for me. I do it because of my Father who had what? Set everything up. Daddy set everything up. So all the son had to do was what? Walk in it. And because the son came through a bloodline that was so strong, the expectation is for us to take the the, the, the horns by the head by the horns and do the same thing, which is to ensure that we have everything in order. Whether you're a man in the house or you're a single parent mom, it's all the same. There's no excuse. Get your house in order. There's no excuse. Get your house in order. So don't be hugging your child, going to the little league football game. That's my boy. And don't don't tell people the second part of that, and I ain't got nothing set up for him if I die. But I can cheer for him. At a game, cuss the coach out cause he ain't playing him, and and, and then your mama cussing you out cause you ain't worth a jack. You 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 never are late to your son's football game. Some kind of way, I betray that you come up with the money to get his uniform, but you never pay for a field trip. Really, they, they pay for the uniform, pay for every, and don't miss a game, but they never put anything away for the college fund. Jesus, somebody stand up on that one and sit back down. They never pay nothing for the kids' college fund, yet they have a jersey with his name on it and the name on the back. If even people only knew the weakness in your name. If they don't look new, yeah, yeah, you got everybody. Everybody's buying t shirts these days. And everybody got your name and little Johnny Face on it. Yeah, yeah. Part of the Rakers Island family. I mean, you know, like, hey, hey, like none of y'all, what, what y'all doing? This <laughs> is a sadity crowd today, but I'm gonna <laughs> I'm gonna get you. I, I see it's a sadity crowd today, baby, but we're gonna get them. If it's on your feet, just say, man, help me. Lord, help me, because this joke is on me. I'm 45 years old, and I don't have nothing put up for nobody in my family, my son, my daughters, no longer my wife. I don't have anything put up for them. So when I die, they have to cry twice. And it ain't never that they loved you that much. You were no good. <laughs> they are trying to figure out, how did you leave me in so much debt? You didn't take care of us, but now... Life is strange because even in your death, I still have to take care of you. They don't like it today. I I see where we at. They don't like this today. Leaving more than a memory. Leaving more than a memory. A true player is never finished. Let let me holler at some people that's from my neck of the wood. And holler at your boy. Yeah, let let, let me, let where is holler at your brother? I want to get some cats who are from the hood that can appreciate what I'm preaching right now. What I'm finna say, they gonna appreciate this. A true player is never finished. (laughs) You'll find out how much I mean that when you read my last will and testament and I'm quoting Tony Cusher Tony Kusher said, A true player is never finished. Yeah, yeah, not not a player for today, but a true player is never finished. He says, You'll find out how much I mean that when you read my last will and testament. That's tough now. we, We talked last week about a good friend of mine, John Wesley. And we talked about with John Wesley how John Wesley was so connected to God that, that he understood stewardship. Before we can go on the will and testament, we have to understand stewardship. And John Wesley said, I've been a great steward. So the people say, John Wesley, your house is burning down. John Wesley say, oh, no, no, it ain't not mine.
1: Your house
0: burning down, John. It ain't mine. Why? That, that's impossible. How can my house be burned down? Yo, I just came by the house, I house burning down. John said, I don't own the house. God just gave me a place to live. God just gave me a place to live. See, the problem is, you think you own everything you got. You forgot to read the Bible, say, naked, I came into this world. Uh, naked I shall leave in fact it goes back, it goes on down and say for all y'all who dirty in here to the dust you shall return that's not me I, this flesh gonna go back to the dust but my spirit going yonder so it lets me know that in order to leave more than a memory I have to start investing in something greater than this earth I know you think just will and testament is money that's how that's how families look. What did they leave? Who they who he left the car to? Who he left the washer and dryer to? I want them wigs. That's how we do. Don't get don't please don't get so diddy on me today now. With the word don't. But it's the truth. You see, How many of y'all seen families, they cry and then fight after the wedding, but during the wedding, the family not even speaking, they all on the same row. You got the church security there to ensure that don't nothing jump off at the funeral. And then it's on the funeral, but they don't even care about the person who died. All they want to see is what I get. And when they find out they didn't get nothing because the person didn't leave, then knuckles start flying like angels flying through the sky. People up there using all kind of profanity, making the devil go, ooh-wee. Put preachers in a bad predicament, want the preacher to choose as if he want to choose the side of this tug of war. It ain't his place to choose. The person who chose has already chosen. They made a decision. Now they're dead and gone. You have to live with that. You have to live with the fact that you might be sitting next to a person that regardless of the sermon today or the teaching that's going to come after, that person still, not, still may not utilize the application to get better. And they're your family. They're your family. We have to change our mindsets and become greater stewards if we're going to continue to move forward in life. The Bible referenced money and possessions 2,350 times in the Bible. That's a lot. 2,350 times it referenced money and possessions the Bible. That, that's more than Jesus talked about love. He talked about money and possessions. It, it, it's much more than he talked about, watch this here, heaven and hell. Come on now. He, he talked about money and possessions more because he know love come and go and most people don't care about going to heaven or hell. But he know all y'all sitting in here today care about money. Yeah, you got two gods. You got the God you serve when you're in trouble and the God that you love during income tax season. It's the truth. It's the truth. People are happy doing January, February. They, they happy doing. That's why everybody try to catch it. They have cars on sale, clothes on sale. Your husband come back home. I mean, it's just all. Oh, it's beautiful for two or three months. You know, I'm through with this church. I'm going, Donnie. We move and tell your wife we getting ready to move. We moving. I'm moving the band with me, Dorsey. We going to Wyoming. We're going to Wyoming because people care about this kind of preaching in Wyoming. Turn that fan off of me. They 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 care more about us in Wyoming because we're preaching the truth. Down here you're confused because somebody just spotted you. If you were to leave today, what would you leave behind? If you were to leave today, if God was to call you home today, what would you leave behind? What would they have to draw from to say he really did love us? Uh, he, he, he really wasn't so bad at all. The uh, wife say, Mom, I did prove you wrong. Whew. Whew. That went over their head, Dr. Marsh, you out they looking crazy. Who are we talking to? Baby, steal my man. (laughs) This is the truth. I don't know why this is comical, but but it's really, when when you really look at it, it, it's really sad. It's sad because we refuse to do the things that we need to do to get those who are coming behind us where they need to be. We won't make the sacrifices to do the things that we need to do for the loved ones who are coming behind us. God intended for each generation to grow stronger and stronger as we grow higher and higher. But it seems to be going the other way now. We're not leaving no inheritance for nobody in no way, form, or fashion. We're leaving bills, pains, and heartache for everybody because we refuse to take the time to be disciplined, to learn what it means. To sow so that two to three generations after you can still be blessed off your seed. God knew we would need lots of direction and clarity on the money issue. He, he, he knew that, that we would need clarity because money takes our minds all kinds of ways. Oh, it money itself is an issue. Money answers all our problems, but the love of money is the root to all evil. So when you love money, that becomes the root to evil because money now is now the substitution for God. You look for money to answer all your prayers until you get sick, and money can't buy you healing. Yeah, until your daughter just can't just totally go wild or your son go wild and leave home, then you realize all the money in the world won't help me. But, but, but that's what we look at. We, we're at the point now where money can't be your all. What you do with it makes a difference. God knows us very well, don't he? He knows us well enough to know that money is big in our lives. Some of you, you work two jobs to make more money. You never sit down with your wife and say, baby, if we sit down and antiquate some things and start uh, redirecting and restructuring some things, I might be able to come off this job so I can hang with you more. We might not be able to eat out but, once, but twice a month on payday, but, but at least I'm at home with you. And watch which one of y'all frown. Watch you look, I like eating out all the time. Uh, you need to get on back out there and go back and reapply for that job. Tell them people you were sick. You didn't know what. You was hallucinating. You didn't need to quit the job. It's true. I don't have a lot of time, so I can't go over 2,350 verses. But I want to talk about three of my favorites. The first one is 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. If you'll turn that with me, 1 Timothy chapter 6, verse 6. Look at what this is. If you have it, say Amen. First Timothy, chapter six, verse six. Watch what it says. But godliness with contentment is great gain. <laughs> but godliness with contentment is great gain. I'm gonna read verse seven for you. For we brought nothing into this what world and we can take nothing what out of it y'all thought I was making that up to have a good sermon but if we have food and clothing Jesus watch this now if we have food and clothing we will be content with that but if we have food and clothing we will be what content with that those who want to get rich uh uh-oh uh-oh Oh, I said, wait a minute, hold up, let me put some Bible in. Those who want to get rich fall into what? <laughs> Temptation and a trap and into many foolish and harmful desires wow. that plunge people into ruin and destruction. We have our mind in the wrong place. Everybody be on, want to be on the lifestyles of the rich and famous. Everybody want to have the big yacht, the big house, the servants, caviar on a regular occasion. You want all those things. But if you get those things, you're going to lose God. Because most of you heart ain't in the right place. You want to get rich, fall into temptation, which means I'm tempted to do things I normally don't do. I've always wondered, why do all these movie stars making all this money get divorced? I pray for Holly Berry, even though her name's not on TV no more. Holly could never, never get it right. She she could never really get it right. But she had money. She was beautiful. Money brings temptation when you're not grounded and rooted. And I've learned this the hard way. Money doesn't help you. Money only reveals who you are. If you're an alcoholic, the only thing different, you're going to drink Top shelf liquor. That's, it. That, that's only, it. It doesn't change you. Money don't get you to heaven. That's why he already tells us, James, that, that to, the, to the earth your body shall go back. Money can't get you to heaven. That, that's like a hookup. We don't have hookups when we get in heaven. You got to earn that. It's amazing. God's economy states that we actually have great gains when we're not driven by the quest for more. You have a greater gain when you're not just driven by greater gain. You have a greater gain when you're content with what God has for you to do. When you're focusing more on the greater gain and leave God behind, you've lost your soul. That's what he's saying. He's not saying don't don't lose your vision. He's saying don't be to the point to where gain is all you live for. You go to sleep at night, I got to get that money. I wake up in the morning, I got to get that money. In the middle of the day, I got to get that money. All I'm thinking about is money. All I'm thinking about is personal gain. And I'm losing my relationship with God. They lied to us and told us, if you go to college, you'll make a lot of money. I've been trying to find the two teachers who told me that in high school. It's not true. For a lot of people, college was a death trap financially. You took topics and subject matter that's irrelevant in today's time. And now you have a debt that you've accrued that the only person appreciated is Uncle Sam. But you tell everybody college is the way. Now, a college is the way for some. But if you really look back and think about the one thing when the black community started to shift, thank you, Holy Ghost, it started to shift, Miss Marie, in 1970, when they took away the ability for us as a community to work with our hands. They took away the trade. The, the, the places where we work in our hands, General Motors and the railroad, when they started taking those things out of our community, the community failed. Look at Thomasville. Marquez, you know I'm telling the truth. It didn't start falling until they took the trade ability away from us. And after that came the 80s epidemic of how to handle what was going on in the 70s. Crack. And then the crack came, so we can't make rational decisions because we don't have no resources, so we get high. And you wonder why we struggle. You wonder why we don't have generational wealth no more. Look at how they knocked us down by making us believe that there was only one way to live, and that was through education and going to college, but the devil is a lie. There were multiple ways, but they took away the one way that made the Afro-American community prosper. Took away the ability to use our hands in trade. And now we have a ton of people go to college every year, and so few get jobs. So how are we going to build generational wealth? And we don't have people saved enough and believe enough to say I'll pay my tithes and trust God because the government has already shammed me. So the preachers preach till today tongue turns brown and people still won't give because they're afraid that they won't be no more. So then we lost what? The power and the ability in the church. So then the church falls. And now we stuck working dead-end jobs trying to appease our soul. And then that means of just trying to survive our children and their children go lacking. Interesting. Interesting. So that's why we don't talk about estate and testament. That's why we don't talk about saving. That's why we don't talk about investing. We can't invest because we want everything today. We want, it's amazing how we want everything today, but God created us and gave us a lifetime to get right. And we still don't get it right. We still don't get it right, but we want to invest. And in two weeks, we expect a great return. I gave that lady, who came to the church pastor, $50. To invest for me and Miss Marie, I ain't heard from me in two weeks. I'm like, baby, the money, that money ain't even got wet yet. <laughs> it takes time. And the reason I know it takes time, my quay, is because the Bible declared that salvation is a process. Yeah. So if salvation is a process, investment going to be a process process. So when I get saved on me, everything's hunker dory. It means the work has just begun. When I invest and start putting up for those who are coming behind me, not just financially, but the one thing that we cannot reproduce in this world is land. If you got land, that's better than money. Okay, they don't like it. Let me go over here because they, they slow on that side. I'm going over here. If you got land, it's better than money. Yeah, yeah, it's better than money because you can't replace or replenish land. Anytime you got something that you can't replenish, there's nothing greater. Somebody ought to stood up and turn around and say, look at me. You can't replace me. Okay, why do you think, hold on, hold on, on, on. why why do you think Satan gets so mad with God? Because he's realized that no matter what he does, thank you, Holy Ghost, when he did what he did with Adam and Eve, the one thing that ticked Satan off was the fact that no matter how bad they look, he still saw the image of God in them. I don't care how you sin, how you mismanaged your money, how you smoked it up, shot it up, drank it up, sexed it up, whatever it is. Know that the image of God is still in you. And he had your pastor to put this together so you'll have an opportunity to shine. Tell somebody, I was rusty. Oh, but now I'm starting to shine. Oh, you ought to stand up on that one and put your hands together. I was rusty, busted, and disgusted. Oh, but now I'm starting to shine. All those sitting down, you need to get up and claim it now. Oh, that what tried to anchor me down got to free me. For who the son has set free? It's free indeed. I'll leave more than a memory. Jesus, I got to finish this. I want to preach. I going to preach but I I got to high five somebody and tell them that person you saw this morning is dead yeah I've been resurrected right at the church yeah I've been rebirthed right at the church old things are passed away and behold all things are becoming new what came in that door this morning won't leave the same way it came oh I'm starting to invest in myself I'm starting to invest in my bloodline I invest in my children. I'm run my house, even when I'm dead and gone. Let the church say, "Amen." Uh, settle yourself. Settle yourself. I got to finish this. Got to finish this. You might not have all the money in the world, but whatever God is doing in your life is great gain. You can leave more than money in an inheritance. You can leave land. But another thing I like that you can leave, you can leave wisdom. You don't hear people say it like they used to say it. Granddaddy used to say it like this. Or grandmama used to say it like this. When we was coming up, my choir, you know, we could say Grandmama Ruby. Used to say it like this. Elder Benny, we used say, Grandmama Ruby used to cook like this. I learned how to make something out of nothing with Grandmama Ruby. You can't say Grandmama these days, cause grandmama ain't in the kitchen. Grandmama at the strip club dropping it too. Where the wisdom come from? So we can't leave an inheritance of wisdom because those who're supposed to be pouring into us, they are there freak too. I looked at Facebook yesterday, I saw more older women on there dancing. I mean, they ain't just dancing, they they nasty dancing. Spoil my appetite. Baby, look at this. You see this? See, well, who said that? I don't even want to tell you who sent it. Uh, It's the truth. This is crazy, but this is the truth. I've experienced the greatest gain when I was content, regardless of the outcome. And I'm quoting William Wynn on that. I'm quoting Dr. William Wynn, this one of mine right here. I've experienced the greatest gain when I was content, regardless of the outcome. God may not come when you want him, but if you hold on to his unchanging hand, he's always right on time. I've learned more when I had to wait on God than when God gave it to me when I wanted. If he would have gave it to me when I wanted it, I would have made a mess. But he, he came right on time, and I understood at that moment uh, the outcome was greater for Dr. William Wynn. I would have never had a doctorate. If he would have gave what I wanted to right on time, I would have been in jail. I tried to put myself in jail because that's what you do when you run from God. You run into the enemy. I was running to the enemy, trying to put myself in jail. I had to learn to embrace what it means to experience the greatest gain when you're content regardless of your outcome. See, that's something that you can pass down when your daughters or your sons Start saying, Dad, I tried all I can. I want to quit. You can look at them and say, baby, stand on the word of God. Then you can tell them your mama had to stand on the word of God. Your mom had to go through some things. See, the problem today is we don't want to tell people our heartaches and pains because we have an image to keep up. Not God's image, but your image. It is God's image in your image that's going to cause others to rise. You weren't weren't no virgin when you got married. Tell the truth. Lying to your daughter, baby, mama was a virgin when she got married. Mama wasn't no... Okay, let me help I'm going to run some visitors. I might not have no visitors next week. That's okay, though. They don't belong here. They might still get their wing. They just don't belong here. Yeah, it's okay to be driven to succeed but it's unhealthy when success dictates your happiness. Take a picture of it. You need that one. Put that on Facebook today. It's okay to be driven by success, but it's unhealthy when your success dictates your happiness. How you, you, you jacked the whole house up because you didn't get what you wanted out of a certain situation or a business proposition or whatever it may be. You stank the whole house up because your joy and your happiness is not in your children, that they're healthy and they're doing well and your wife loves you in spite of. No, it's in how much money I'm making, what kind of successful person I am. Look at what I am doing. Look at what I did. Look at what I brought to the table. And when what you brought don't work, you're unhappy. It's okay to be driven by success. But it's unhealthy when success dictates your happiness. Let no pursuit overshadow your pursuit of God. Let no pursuit overshadow your pursuit of God. As much time you get your job, you need to give God the same amount or more. That's the only way you're going to stay on top. I tell you, I promise you now. The Bible declares that the pleasures of sin are for a season. You'll have a good time for a while. You'll be successful for a while, but eventually judgment coming. Uh, ask me how I know. I'm glad y'all asked. Selling dope was good for a season. Had a lot of money. Wife never got to spend the money. Wife never knew about the money. It was great for a season. But right when I was getting ready to go over that mountaintop, God halted it. Shut the whole thing down. Yeah, he shut it down. Yeah, because I was looking at things to make a means to an end instead of trusting God. Oh, taking all kind of risks. Taking all kind of risks out there. Lying to my wife. Yeah, every, oh, you know how it is. When you're doing stuff illegal, y'all lie to each other. You sp- Okay, wife, y'all looking so dirty, but when y'all spending more money than that you should have out there counting, you lying. <laughs> See, well, that's what I'm saying right there. That's what I'm talking about right there. You should have just amen, Amen. And then when he looks, hey, we both going to the altar. <laughs> let, let me read this one and I'm done. I ain't going to be able to finish this. Last one, Proverbs 13 and 22, very familiar text. Proverbs 13 and 22, right behind Revelations. Right behind Revelations. You better learn your Bible. Amen. Amen. You have it? Say amen. Amen. Look at what it says here now. Now, Proverbs chapter 13, verse 22. A good person leaves what? An inheritance for their what? <laughs> I'm wondering what that name is if I'm not a good person. What are they calling me because I'm not leaving an inheritance? If you don't have an inheritance ready for your children, what's the name that's going to go in there? You ain't a good person. They don't like that, I don't care. But it's the truth, because we're gonna get this this week and next week until somebody make a difference. Right. A good person leaves an inheritance for their children. It's true. You got to have seed in the ground. When you start talking about leaving an inheritance for two generations, look. But a sin. Cent- oh, <laughs> there we go. But a sinner's wealth is stored up for who? So keep on sinning. You're going to bring it right on our way. For those who are saved should have stood up and tell him, y'all keep on sinning. He's going to send your wealth right on to me." He just said right there in the text, He said, "But a sinner's wealth is stored up for the righteous." It's coming. Look at Solomon. David had Absalom, his sister, all of them were crazy, but David also had Solomon. Solomon's inheritance came, watch this here, and I'm through, Sister Marie, I'm going to get you up here now. But his inheritance came from David, not David's money, not David's ability to fight, but David's wisdom. First lady, Solomon's wealth came from David, not as well as he fought, as, well, as good-looking as, good as David was. It came from his daddy's wisdom. So when God asked Solomon, what is it that you will to have? If Solomon saw his dad just worry about money, Solomon would have said, give me money. And though his dad loved women, he saw something greater. Oh, he would have said, give me women. Yeah, just a plethora of women all around me with grapes. Yeah, feed me grapes. Grapes and keep one of them fanning me. Yeah. Give me some peaches. You know, the slippery peaches that get cold. That's what Solomon would have said. But what did Solomon say? Give me, give me wisdom. Solomon said, give me wisdom. What his dad told him there, his dad gave him his legacy before he died. You don't have to be dead to push forth from the state. You can start today. The wisdom comes from not what you're saying today, but what you're doing. Pushing forward. You look hard enough, you'll find some change. If you're really willing to do it, there are some other things that you'll cut off. The Bible says to every tree, it must be pruned. Which means that every lifestyle, at some point you have to cut away. You look long enough today before you go back there and meet with Miss Maria, you're going to find something you can say, I don't have to have this. Miss Maria, I ain't going to be able to start, but with this much money right here, what you got for me? And she's going to tell you, baby, this is what we do. This is what I do. I'm, I'm not expecting you to be a Bill Gates or a Warren Buffett. I'm expecting you to be who you are. I'm certified and licensed to help anybody who want to be helped. That, but, but we have to look at that and say, am I ready to truly be pruned? Am I ready to cut away some things to gain? Because you have to lose the gain. Jesus had to lose his life. Jesus had to lose his life so we might live. Are you willing to sacrifice yours for those who are coming behind you to live? Put your hands together. God bless you. That's my time. Leave more than a memory. Leave more than a memory. As we stand, come quickly. There may be one who needs prayer this morning who say, man, I need my life to be put on the right track. I'm coming right to the altar right now.